You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Owning beachfront luxury real estate that you can also rent out is a dream of most people, but it's getting harder and harder to do in the United States. Even in areas where it's been typically more affordable, prices are shooting up. So what do you do if you want to own a condo or a home in a beautiful beachfront area. Well, maybe you need to look outside the United States. I'm Kathy Fetke. Welcome to The Real Well Show. Our guests today are Krista Fetke and Alec Denny. Welcome. Hi, Mom. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yes, you might have noticed the same last name. Alec and Krista sell luxury real estate in oftentimes beachfront in more affordable and very exotic places. So I thought it would be fun to hear uh, what they have to offer. So let's start with um, a tour coming up in Tulum, Mexico. I have not been there yet. I can't believe it. Rich went and scuba dive the cenotes and I was so jealous. So I'm going to go on this tour so I can do that <laughs> with you guys and also uh, check out the real estate that you'll be uh, showcasing. So um, let's start with Alec. Tell me a little bit about Tulum and why it's a popular uh, tourist destina destination. Yeah. So geographically, Tulum is about an hour and a half away from Cancun. Uh, in between Cancun and Tulum is also Playa del Carmen, which is a huge tourist destination. Uh, it's it's just a huge up and coming area. It's I'm sure a lot of people here have seen people post on Instagram or Facebook or any social media of them at the cenotes or them exploring downtown Tulum. It's becoming very popular and, and honestly up there with Cancun and Cabo. So it's a very exciting market and we're super excited to, to showcase it and, and have some people come and, and check it out with us. Krista, it's also kind of a spiritual hub, right? A lot of yoga, a lot of, um, I don't know, sound healing and stuff. What, what do you know about that? Yeah, I mean, I know that's what we're excited about when we go. <laughs> totally. We're going a few days early before the tour to kind of check it out. And uh, it has history that dates back hundreds and hundreds of years, if not thousands. I, there's Mayan ruins there and um, just it's supposedly a vortex if you're into all of that. So uh, they used to do rituals in the cenotes. So there's definitely a big spiritual community that uh, goes there and has known about it for quite some time. But now it's gaining popularity with the masses. <laughs> And one of the things that I really care about uh, when making an investment is appreciation. And one of the ways you can kind of almost count on appreciation is when you see cities or even, you know, states or the entire country investing in an area in their infrastructure. That is a clue. And uh, what we know is that on, actually on the day of your tour to Tulum, they are opening a new airport in Tulum. So Alec, tell me about that airport and, and um, if you know where people can fly in. Yeah. So the airport's going to be opening up the day that our tour starts. So December 1st. From what I've heard, it's you're not going to be able to fly in there actually on opening date because the the Mexican president is going to be flying in from Mexico City, so they're going to shut that whole place down. But from the second, you'll be able to fly in and out. So um, you know, usually what people do when they go to Tulum is they fly into Cancun and then drive that hour and a half. But now it's going to be much more convenient for those coming in from the states. For where you'll be able to fly into from, um, I, I've heard Atlanta, I've heard Denver. Um, I think Miami. So a lot of the hubs, you're not going to be able to fly in from Spokane, Washington, but I'm sure we'll be able to fly in from Seattle. So uh, I think I heard that Delta and, and JetBlue have have got some routes going that way. So do some research on it, but it's it's international airport and should be, make it a lot more attainable to get over there. 
And like with all really cool places, it's it's like positive, but it's also kind of sad because it means this area is going to continue to grow and maybe not be as cute and quaint as it's been. Um, but that's that's really good as an investment. So Krista, what kind of price point are we talking about? Because I hooked people with the idea that they could maybe get something cheaper. So So what kind of prices? So this was the thing that was so shocking for Alec and I when we um when we stumbled upon this. We couldn't believe the prices for these amazing luxury beachfront properties, fully managed, up-to-date amenities, absolutely gorgeous, and they start at about $180,000. So if you're an investor in the US, you know what $180,000 can get you, and it's pretty eye-opening to see what how far that can go in Mexico, Portugal, or Spain. Is that for a a condo or a hotel room? And what do you get for 170000 Yeah, so we have uh, condos, townhouses, apartments, and hotel rooms. And they're all kind of in the range from 180 to... We don't have many going over 300000 So wow. definitely affordable price point. Yeah, that's so that's for Mexico. It's it's going to be around 180 to 300000 in Mexico. But Spain and Portugal, it's it's going to be around, you know, 310 to to 580. So Mexico, it's 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 super cheap. And in Portugal and Spain, it starts to get um, you know, a little bit over half a million. Yeah, so it's just it's not going to be such a shock to the body, um, kind of being up what what would be your midnight. Although, you know, if you're gonna go, if if you can handle that, Portugal and Spain are awesome too. And I know you guys have properties that you promote there as well. So uh Alec, what about the property management? This is always the hardest part of, of investing. It's the easy part is buying. The harder part is maintaining. So what, what can people expect property management wise? Yeah. So the property management structure is going to differ from property to property. All of the developers that we do offer have in-house property management. So that's obviously a super strong option. One thing I'll say is that some of the properties are going to be a bit more lenient and some are going to be more restrictive on what they allow, meaning that some are going to be able to you know, allow you to outsource your own property management or manage it yourself, while others are going to be a bit more restrictive and force you to either use their in-house management or just use it as a, as a private residence. So, um, you know, hop in on a call with me and if you find a few that catch your eye, we can go over them and, and talk in, in detail about if it fits your criteria. Or come on the tour and check it out yourself. Again, that's December 1st through the 3rd. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And the, uh, the developers are uh, offering incredible rooms. I think, what was it? $80 a night? Starts at 40 for just oh, a single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, or you could get a penthouse, a double bedroom penthouse suite for 120. <laughs> wow. So yeah, great, a great chance to go check it out. Um, I assume that these, if you do put them on the rental market, they are for kind of short-term rental vacation or do they have other options? Yeah. Again, it's going to depend on the property. Some are going to be uh, more long-term while some are short-term. The majority of the properties that we do offer are short-term. Um, so again, it just, it just matters on which property you're interested in. So what are the, uh, some of the big differences between investing in America versus in Mexico. I'm sure there's a lot of people who their first thought is, ooh, that, that sounds a little bit scary to to buy a property in another country. Yet I know lots of people who own properties in Mexico and use them all the time. When they're not using them, they put them on the rental market. So Krista, what you know, what would you say are the big differences? Yeah, there's there's really not a ton. Overall, the whole process is pretty similar. The only key differences I would say are that you should just be prepared for a little bit longer wait. House sales are extremely fast in the United States, usually around three weeks. 
in Portugal, Spain, and Mexico, it can take uh, between one and four months. So that's probably the biggest difference. You do need to set up a tax identification number in whatever country that you will be investing in. Uh, that's a really easy process that a lawyer could help you with, or you could just go to a consulate near you. We recommend that you get a lawyer in whatever country that you're investing in just to help you through the whole process. If there's any um, you know, language barriers, they can break that all down for you. Just go over the contracts and make sure that you're absolutely secure. And uh, we actually provide that at Gateway Investors. So we can set you up with one of the best lawyers uh, in the country and they can guide you through the whole process and make it way simpler for you. And what about tax benefits? Yeah. So again, super similar to um, the United States, foreign rental property is treated in pretty much the exact same way as domestic rental property. So you just report your foreign property rental income and expenses just like you would with the U.S. property. But luckily, taxes paid to a foreign country can actually be used to offset your U.S. taxes uh, through the foreign tax credit. So, for example, if you paid or accrued $100 of income tax in a foreign country, you can actually deduct $100 from your U.S. tax liability. In terms of deductions, you can deduct mortgage interest. You can take a deduction for foreign income taxes, pretty much all the same stuff as the United States. And uh, if your property is considered a rental property, you can depreciate it on your income tax returns just in the same way. The only difference there is that um, in the U.S. it's 27 and a half years and with foreign, with all the countries we work with, it's 30 years depreciation. Um, And then the only one big difference is that foreign property taxes are no longer deductible. They changed that in 2017. They may change that in 2025, but um, as of now. That's the only thing non-deductible. What about title? I I imagine some people would be concerned, you know, as a foreigner, can they take title in the same way a Mexican citizen could? Yeah. So in Portugal and Spain, there's going to be no difference there. Um, But like you mentioned, in in Mexico, there there is a law in place that tends to stump a lot of foreign investors. But once they realize what it is, it it definitely eases a lot of that apprehension. It's called a fideocosomo. I hope I'm uh, pronouncing that right. I'm definitely not. Um, but it's essentially a law in place that states that non-citizens who purchase property within 31 miles of the beach um, have to place their property in a trust, naming themselves as a beneficiary. So obviously, a lot of people who are um, interested in purchasing property in Mexico, you're probably going to want to purchase it within 31 miles of the beach to take advantage of that beautiful Mexican coastline. So this will definitely apply to them. You know, look, a lot of Americans have gone across the border and purchased property um, you know, in Mexico in the past. So what we would say the best practice is hopping on uh, either a real estate forum or a podcast, looking up and doing the research on your own. We, we haven't heard any issues stemming from it. The banks are 100% hands off and, and you're free to do whatever you want with the property, whether that's sell it, renovate it, um, and, and you get 100% of the returns from either the rental or if you sell the property. So uh, do your research. It's just a loophole and a law that, that's been around for over 100 years that try to prohibit non-citizens from coming in and taking up all the real estate in Mexico. Yeah, we probably need to do it here. <laughs> okay. Um, what about property taxes? Yeah. So, so in dealing with with three different countries, we're obviously going to see three different types of taxes. One thing that we're seeing that's that's pretty, pretty similar across the board is income tax, and that's around 24 to 25% of income generated in country. Now, there are double taxation and law, laws in place, so you're not going to have to worry about getting taxed twice, once in, once in that country and once in America. But to offset those th- those high income taxes are going to be extremely low property taxes. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that people are super excited about. Obviously, we want to make sure that people know exactly what they're getting into 
when purchasing property overseas. There are going to be other taxes involved in closing costs, such as property acquisition tax and property transfer tax. So we just say, just be prepared to budget around five to 10% in closing costs. And that's also going to include things like lawyer fees and notary fees and, and things of that sort. Amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. And then how do you sell if you need to? Yeah. So just like in the U.S., you can sell it on the open market with the help of a realtor. Not that different. Um, there is a capital gains tax in the country that you sell in, um, but there actually is the option to 1031. So uh, wow. the only thing is that because foreign property is not like kind to uh, domestic property, you can only switch or trade off domestic for domestic and foreign for foreign. So you could 1031 into another foreign investment, but you couldn't 1031 into a domestic one. But actually, the IRS allows for a tax credit against capital gains taxes paid in another country to avoid double taxation. So depending on the amount of taxes that you do pay overseas, it actually might be more beneficial to use the IRS tax credit when you sell, and then you can avoid the tax altogether rather than um, just pushing it off with a 1031. Oh, that's, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Um, now, financing. I know when we we used to sell um, properties in Mexico back in 2007, 2008, and there really was terrible financing back then. Uh, so people would usually take out a HELOC or get a loan here in the U.S. and pay cash over there. Is that is that how it is today? Yeah. So unfortunately, not much has changed with Mexico. Uh, interest rates are at 11% right now. So I know we're freaking out about almost 8% interest rates here. So that's not <laughs> the most exciting thing to hear. But uh, there actually is something called a cross-border mortgage that a lot of companies will offer. And they will offer up to 65% of the property value at a 30-year term. And they start at around 7.5%. So you can basically get the same amount of interest rates here for a property in Mexico. But what's really exciting is in Portugal and Spain, uh, interest rates are around 4 to 4.5% right now. So uh, it's really easy to get a mortgage in Portugal and Spain. Almost anyone with a good credit score and a stable income can get one. And the financing is super similar. There's plenty of great banks to choose from. Uh, they have variable and fixed rate mortgages, all, all the same stuff as the U.S., the only really big difference is that the mortgage terms are 25 years instead of 30. And uh, if you're a foreign investor, they will only give you 70% of the purchase price. So you will need to put 30% down. Wow. That's, that's incredible. That's in Portugal and Spain? Yes. Wow. Okay. And they, people can find out more about those properties at gatewayinvestors.com. Yes. <laughs> now you're not able to help people with a golden visa anymore in Portugal, right? So no, not Portugal, but but Spain is still active and we offer Spain. There, there's golden visas throughout Europe. Uh, Italy offers it, Greece offers it. Uh, and the reason why we focused on Portugal when we were doing that is because it was most advantageous at the time and now Spain's up next. So we do offer Spain's golden visa. It's it's the, the now the best golden visa option there is in Europe. So reach out to me if you have any questions about that and we have some properties that qualify. Awesome. Okay. Um, so why would someone do this? Is it because they just want to use this property as a vacation property, but put it on the rental market? Or is there actually good cash flow as well? Chris was just mentioning the interest rates and the interest rates aren't the only thing that's exciting about these properties. Uh, it's also the returns. I mean, the returns are fantastic. And that's what's bringing people like us and, and other international investors to these markets. Um, what we're seeing right now, just as a rule of thumb, is around 5 to 8% in Portugal. Um, six to nine percent in Spain, and then nine to eleven percent in Mexico. So 
obviously great numbers there and people should be also super excited about the chance of substantial appreciation like you alluded to earlier kathy so uh yeah makes a whole bunch of sense awesome okay well how can people find out more about your upcoming tour and um, be able to look at the available properties you can just go to gatewayinvestors.com uh and if you're interested in the tour gatewayinvestors.com slash tour and uh, you can find out all the information there. All our properties are listed on our website um, with more information about the location, the returns, the developer, and all of that good stuff. <laughs> Anything you want to add, Alec? Yeah. Um, look, I'll just say that we've been to a whole bunch of these conferences with you in, in the past year, Kathy, you both and, and, and Rich as well. Um, we were just at BPCon in Orlando a few weeks ago and had a great time. Um, but one thing that we've been seeing a lot or hearing a lot of these conferences is the whole thing, stay alive till 2025. I'm sure a lot of people who are listening have, have heard that as well. And look, I 100% agree. The American market right now objectively doesn't look too great. And unless you're investing with real wealth and, and using their interest rates and, and their property prices, then you're probably not going to want to invest in the American market right now with interest rates hovering around 8% and, and property prices through the roof. So, um, you know, it's not a great time to invest. And I know that that pains investors a lot. Um, you know, real estate investors tend to be pretty bullish and are constantly underwriting deals. And a lot of people are being outbid and, and the deals that they do get just don't make a lot of sense. And look, a lot of people made a lot of money in the past five years in real estate and they want to be able to spend it. And, you know, they're just sitting at home waiting for the market to correct itself. But, um, you know, there's other markets out there that are thriving. And, and I think just people are a little bit too apprehensive to explore the other opportunities outside of America. Um, you know, instead of 8% interest rates, try, try Spain's 3.7. Or instead of a million dollar house in the Bay Area, try a $180,000 property in Tulum with ocean views. Uh, you know, these are the types of deals that we're offering. And these are the type of deals that we're dying to share with Americans. And I say Americans because I feel like we tend to be a little bit late to the party with these kind of things. These properties are getting taken left and right by Chinese, Europeans, Russians, uh, and the secret's out. And we just feel like it, it hasn't reached America quite yet. So um, if you're going to take anything from this podcast, we just implore you to take a look. If you're sitting at home and um, you know you, you made some money in the past five years and you want to continue adding to your portfolio, reach out. And, and I do promise that you'll be amazed at, at what's what's out there besides the American market. And for anybody who's maybe concerned that you're fairly new to international investing, your partner is uh, has been doing it a long time. Adam has been, he lives in Ireland. He's got property management company in Portugal and he sold uh, and promoted international real estate for years. So uh, your partner is is uh, really savvy, and he's he's uh, a great person for anyone who has questions to to go to as well. All right, well, Alec and Krista, thank you so much for joining me here on the Real Well Show, and thank you all for joining me. I hope to see you in Tulum on December first. Bye bye. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.